This week in PlayStation, we're talking about our Alan Wake 2 review so far. We'll have all this and more because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. That's Blessing. That's Janet. That's Paris. And I'm Greg. You can get PSI Love You XOXO over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. There you can watch us record it live, usually when there's not an embargoed review. Get it ad-free and get dozens of monthly episodes of exclusive content. If you have no bucks to toss our way, no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store, Fortnite, Rocket League, or Fall Guys with the creator code Kind of Funny. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without any of the cool exclusive content on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Jedi master Deadpool and Delaney twining. They were brought to you by better help. Well, let's start with our huge review of the week. Alan wake Two blessing. Let's go. Remember when you didn't want to play it. I remember you're like, yeah. I'm not, maybe I won't even be on this episode of PSL. Then you played 30 minutes. You're like, damn, I fucked up one week ago. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to play this game. And then yesterday I booted up and I'm like, ah, shit, I should have been playing this game. Uh, we are going to j- jump into uh, Alan Wake 2 uh, before then, though, I guess in for like for our panel here and what's happening at kind of funny, I guess I'm the de facto lead reviewer, but I haven't beaten Alan Wake 2. Nobody on our panel has beaten Alan Wake 2. And so rather than start the podcast as your uh, lead reviewer, I'd rather start as the CEO of Kind of Funny and talk about the fact that we got code late for Alan Wake 2, which of course is totally fine. It's, you know, how it works sometimes. Games take time and people are bug fixing, whatever. But I never want anyone at Kind of Funny to crunch on a game review. So there was no... Uh, real thought behind it that you know people would ignore their weekends their families or whatever and for us an 11 person independent operation upend our business to pull people off of shows to try to lock them in a room to try to do the thing and not to mention that i think that does a great disservice to the game at least for how we review usually how i feel about a game and so we made sure not to do that as i said usually when a code comes in late a lot of the times it's because something's wrong they want to hide something uh they don't want the world to know what this game's really like and I'm more than halfway done with Alan Wake 2. Uh, I'm somewhere between, my save says 13 hours, my PlayStation clock says 15, somewhere in between there. Classic. And and I can tell you uh, at this point in time, that is not the case. I think Alan Wake 2 uh, is right now tracking to be a five out of five amazing game uh, on the kind of funny review scale for me. That's what I would put it right now as a tentative score Uh, halfway through. I'd be surprised if it all falls apart and I start falling through the world and everything goes to shit and the story gets bad and yada, yada, yada. I don't think that's going to happen. I think code came in late because Remedy just wanted to make sure they worked on this incredibly special game up until the 11th hour. Uh, But I have been floored by Alan Wake 2 and I had high expectations coming off of SGF where I said this is my most anticipated game of the year you know uh, usurping Spider-Man 2 uh and I said it was you know equal parts Twin Peaks which I didn't say but everybody else has kind of said that and I don't even I didn't watch Twin Peaks so I can't really say it. but for me it was true detective right uh it's all the you know the Twilight Zone feels it's all these different ideas of the, uh, that coming in uh, Black Mirror to a way right and not to mention just being a survival horror video game and I can't it's not even hyperbole to say it continues to deliver on that to such a level to the point that right before we went live, I turned it on to do my final pass of notes and write down some names and stuff like that I needed. And I was like, well, 
why don't I start this Alan Wake level right here? Of course, there's two protagonists in the game. We'll get to that. And I started it and jaw on the floor, stopped it, quit out, didn't upload my save and texted Jen. I'm like, when I get home, I got to play this for you. Like, cause she's been watching me play. And so I come home usually and give her the update. She watches for a few hours and she goes to bed while I continue to go. And I was like oh, yeah. this, and I'm talking 15 hours into playing this game. I've just a jaw on the fucking floor. Are you kidding me right now? Janet, am I crazy? Um, only slightly. Okay. I, I really like this game a lot. Um, I am also in a similar boat. I'm about like a little bit under halfway through. I'm at my save clock says like 10 hours and something. I've been playing really slowly though as well. So I feel like I'm not like maybe as far, like you can probably get farther than I got in 10 mm -hmm. hours. Um, I like it a lot. I am tentatively at a four out of five. Um, it could change. It could go up. Of course. But I think I too am really floored by, I think the ride it takes you on is a really incredible experience. It feels very much like watching a, you know, really compelling Netflix show. It is a page turner of a game. I'm, I don't know what's coming next and I am excited to see what comes next. It's also the kind of game where I think because Remedy is doing so many like funky art house things, like I'm you know, not quite sure what to expect next. And I'm really excited for like what's to come. Um, the section that I ended in, no spoilers, like I played it. I'm like, okay, let me play a little bit more just to see a little bit more of the game. And I got to what has been the highlight of the game for me so far, like this really cool um, Alan Wake section. And I'm like, man, Remedy is so good at really going for um, a memorable, like a funky blend of the aesthetic, but also melding with the gameplay, melding with music. I think they do some great things with music and sound design in this. Um, it's a really fantastic game in a lot of ways, and I think it's a very special game and will definitely be, I think, on a lot of end of year lists. But I I think where it waffles for me or wanes a bit for me is the ride is great, but I think the mechanics that I'm using to experience mm. it. I feel like I've had more intriguing exploration in other games. I've had more intriguing puzzle solving in other games. I've had more intriguing like deduction or lack thereof. Cause it's a lot of like, you're solving the case. Mm, I'm kind of telling you what it is, which I get. Cause you kind of need, you know, if you put too much on the player, they're not, they might not be able to do it. And then it'll get frustrating and you'll hit these walls. But it, it is, I think more of a really cool ride that it is like, like when I think back to two, like Remy's other projects, like playing Control, like I think Control nailed, like the gameplay is incredibly fun on its own. The sure. world, the atmosphere, I think it hits on all the levels. I think Alan Wake doesn't hit quite as strong on every level that it's executing on. I'm still really enjoying my time with it. And I like walking around the woods and like looking for the collectible lunch boxes yeah. and my upgrades. And like, I love that gameplay loop, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that the loop itself wasn't like, the most inherently like compelling thing on its own in isolation of course there's an opera in isolation which is great and i think that's what makes it a great video game so far that's kind of what is why i'm not quite at that five out of five at least at this moment of recording i want to talk about a lot of that but first i want to know paris how far are you in alan wake 2 and how are you feeling i think all three of us are pretty similar i'm probably 11 ish hours um so about halfway through i think i hit my oh shit moment in, in the game. So I'm leaning more towards you, Greg, where I think it's tracking towards a five out of five. But it is interesting hearing what, what Janet is saying about it, because I, I don't disagree yeah. from an actual gameplay standpoint. But just to give you a quick backstory with me, I did play the original Alan Wake and I just was it was kind of a one and done where I was like, eh, OK. 
And to be honest with you, I don't really remember a lot from it other than I just like, ah, eh, it, it was so-so to me. So I will fully admit coming into Alan Wake 2, I was very skeptical of do we really need Alan Wake 2? Because I was a big Control fan. I thought Control was fantastic. And I go, maybe let's lean more into Control and not go back mm -hmm. to Alan Wake. But I, I will admit, seeing um, the demo at, at uh, Summer Game Fest and then getting hands-on uh, during the preview period kind of sold me on it, that they've transformed this into more of a survival horror game. And I think using Saga, and I know we'll get into this more, but Saga being the entry point back into this world, I think was the right decision because it doesn't matter if you've played Alan Wake before, she's your guide back into this. And she's sure. the one that's discovering everything about this world of Alan Wake and so far, yeah, I've really been enjoying the ride. Um, and I'm not traditionally a survival horror type person. That's not my genre, but I'm really enjoying this a lot. So for sure, it's, it's tracking more five out of five for me. Blessing, I know you're just a day in, right? It's pretty mm -hmm. much it. Uh, what for you has stood out? Like you said a week ago, you're like, eh, I don't know. Maybe I'll skip PS I Love You, but then you started it. Yeah, it's the funny thing where what, we got codes in three days ago, like just about. Yeah, Sunday so night. the idea is over the weekend, <laughs> we got one PC code, which is, I understand, most of the way it went for everybody. Or I'm mm -hmm. sorry, on Friday, we got one PC code. And then, yeah, consoles showed up on Sunday where we've all been playing for that. And a good thing, too, I want to point out, I said at the top, of course, that codes came in late. Obviously, for Embargo, you're going to see a whole bunch of different sites and YouTubers I know have reviews up and say they beat it. If so, give them their flowers on twitter because obviously you can plan for that and say like again it would have been a complete shift for a whole bunch of our lives here but maybe they were ready for that that was their weekend they had booked it they were ready for it doesn't matter they still work their asses off and deserve all the credit in the world yeah so like to essentially set the table for me right like for me the big thing was getting the game on sunday right being only a couple of days a couple of days ago um i was still in the middle of super mario brothers wonder yeah. and like you know i finished that game yesterday and as soon as i finished it you know i for me the feeling has been oh man i played a lot of games back to back to back right like the last three months we've been in review season and so yeah. from like jumping from armored core to starfield to liza p to mortal kombat to like doing spider-man and doing all this stuff i think i've started to experience like a little bit of video game burnout and i was like okay maybe i should just create some space for myself maybe i don't need to play alan wake 2 right maybe i can just like you know take some time off and as soon as i beat super mario brothers wonder i was like let me just give it a peek. Let me just see, see what's up. Let me just see what's going on in this game. And from minute one, I was so engaged and captured by what was happening. And it has been such a breath of fresh air for me, just in terms of how it's creating these questions that I'm asking as a player and sure. creating immediate intrigue from like, oh, okay, so I'm playing a saga and I walk into this town and I'm talking to this person. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a very interesting conversation we just had. Oh, that's an interesting thing that just happened in terms of like, you know, another thing that's going on in the trippy stuff that's going on, the all yeah. the twin peaks and weird surreal happenings that are going down in the game. They're firing on multiple cylinders of, hey, let's give all these fun, interesting, intriguing questions for you to ask as a player and give you some tools that me strike me as oh i've not seen something like this in the presented in this way you know we talked about the um mime place um that was the thing i talked about during my preview you press the select button and you don't enter a menu right like you enter a different location as saga and you get to walk around this room that is your quote-unquote mime palace right she calls it the mime place and you can walk up to your detective board your case board and like you know connect the dots and whatever things right you can go to your pro profiling thing right if you're talking to a character and interviewing a character you can kind of like you know break down what you just talked about and figure out like, okay, what's going on in the inner workings of Saga's brain? That stuff I found so fascinating and so engaging. To Gianna's point, right? I think like the gameplay itself is very much just survival horror when you get to the, just the buttons sure. and, the, and the mechanics of mm -hmm. it. But it's so fun um, 
playing Resident Evil 4 at the top of the year and I was the person that reviewed Resident Evil 4 and like, you know, I really liked it. I really had a good time, but it was that thing where I, where what I really appreciated it from my review was seeing where a lot of this started in terms of what this brand of survival horror looks like, right? Up close, behind the back, over the shoulder, um, limited resources, like, you know, Resident Evil 4 innovated on a lot of that stuff. And like over the years, we've seen Dead Space and Last, Last of Us and like plenty of other games come through and iterate on top of that and like give their own fresh take on it. Alan Wake 2 playing it feels like it's finding another level to which all right, cool. We're survival horror. We're also detective. We're also giving this fun mind place thing. We're also giving a weird surreal story. We're also giving you all this stuff. And it feels like such a flavored approach to what we, what we have gotten over the years. And like in my, I've only played three hours or so, like I'm on the third chapter, so I'm not that far into the game, but being in the third chapter, I'm so excited to keep going. I'm so excited to, to go back. Um, and yeah, like I think, and I, one more thing I'll throw in there, right. Is like, I think the thing that's really doing it for me is that I've in the last week been watching house of usher on Netflix Oh yeah, and house of usher <laughs> is one It's spooky. It's October. It fits the vibe, but then also that's a show that as I'm watching it, I am creating theories. I am like, Oh, this is happening. Oh, this is what this person is doing. Oh, I bet this is going to happen. And they're creating again, so many avenues for you to think a bit, think a bit deeper about what the outcome of the story is going to be based on like the things they're going for. And Alan Wake 2 gives me such House of Usher vibes in that way, where as I'm playing, I'm like thinking about all the different possibilities of what could be happening in the story. And for me, that's the highest compliment I can give it. You know, Paris and I have been around a long time. We're old. And so it's fun to look back. And even though I feel like you'll hear me talk more about a naughty dog, you'll hear me talk more about what I think of Insomniac stuff, the PlayStation Studios, et cetera, and so on. I've been a Remedy fan of a really long time, and it was the original Alan Wake that was the miss for me, but long before I worked in the industry, man, Max Payne, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Max mm-hmm. Payne and Max Payne 2, I loved that. I loved the narrative. I loved the hard-boiled detective story, the over-the-top everything about Max Payne, right? Then you figure it's Alan Wake, which I was with you, Paris. I remember working at IGN when it launched, trying to get into it, not doing it. When it came out as the remaster, I tried, couldn't get into it. Uh, what a month ago uh, I was talking about on these shows I it finally clicked where I did four chapters on you know two nights or whatever and then the next review came and I moved away from it and I didn't feel compelled that I had to get back it was nice to be back there get more about Bright Falls kind of understand what it was then I used Wikipedia to fill in the gaps and obviously the game does a good job of telling you what's going on well I only wait two but then you jump to and this is where I'm going with this uh thread I swear Quantum Break, you remember this Remedy game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like going to be this big Xbox deal and then it turned around and it, people, it underperformed and yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> that was the one, right, where they were doing so much live action mashup and using the actors and using them in game and doing these different things. Then, of course, you have Control, <coughs> a phenomenal game that I adored and loved or whatever. What I find so interesting about Alan Wake 2, more than halfway through it, and again, I don't think this would change, is that this seems to be what Remedy's been trying to get to in terms of here is a game that we're also layering live action on top of and making an integral part of. It's not just the, you know, on top of things, you're getting like the television, you're doing all these different things. It's also like the thing with Quantum Break, if you remember, was you were going to play and then there would be an episode of television, in quotes, to watch in between the things, right? These, and I think Control got so much credit for its title treatments that would pop up when you got to a new section, Alan Wake is still doing the chapter business that Alan Wake originally did. Because when you'd finish a chapter in Alan Wake, it immediately started another previously on Alan Wake, and it would tell you what happened in the chapter you just played. 
Alan Wake 2 doesn't do the previously ons, but it does end of chapter on the black screen. Right. And then it gives you like outro music or whatever to chill on and marinate on or skip through whatever. What I'm finding so fascinating as I play Alan Wake, and even though I can't put it down and keep playing it well past this, is I get to points where I'm like, I could stop here. It's, I'm, I'm not satiated. I'm not sick of the game. I'm not over the game. But they've done such a great job of tying up whatever I was going after, but presenting the new thread that here I am stopped. And it feels like television, even though it's not set up like television. Paris, you're, you're nodding, Paris. This is a feel for you? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because it's, it's that... I could keep going, but to your point, like TV is like, oh man, I can't wait. I want to savor this. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's, I think that's the best way I, I, I can put it with a lot of the chapter breaks that they have in there. So one of the things I want to double back to, because of course I'm with you, Janet, that like, it's not a perfect game. If you're new around here, a five out of five to kind of funny isn't perfect, right? It's amazing versus a four out of five being great. Uh, you talk about Janet, how it kind of just tells you stuff. Are yeah. you really doing it? And are you really making any deductions? That has been both a disappointment, I feel, for me and something I can look past when we're talking yeah. about the case board. Mm -hmm. The case board is one of those things we saw in previewed SGF Paris. Uh, of course, you know, in the Mind Palace, Saga Anderson, the FBI agent walks over with a cup of coffee and all the clues you found, you put up on the board and you link together and there's the string theory. And when they introduced this, I remember asking some questions about it like, oh, can I put it in the wrong spot? Can I do this? It seemed like it was going to be very, okay, this is going to be a freewheeling deduction system whereas in this it really is just recapping the story like the amount of time like once in a while something will come from it but most of the time you're just putting there saga's making a reference or the text is saying something you might have already gotten from a conversation or gotten from reading a piece of paper that gave you the clue and da 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 i still find myself doing it every chance i get because it is oh yeah you kind of have to it's like part of the yeah. progression and it's, you know? it's, and like it's, but, it's, it's but it's also design. like it's cosplay to too where it is this idea of I like having it all laid out. And as somebody who, in a lot of different narratives, and I, you know, the the praise Final Fantasy 16 got for active time lore or whatever, yeah. right? That made me feel finally like, oh, it's not just me of like in a 20-hour game being like, what is happening? I don't remember that person. Da -da. Putting the stuff on the board, you, you know, Saga will write a card and put it up that's a question, and then you will answer it based on the things. And it does help me remember like, oh, this guy wasn't bad. He was doing it for the right reasons. I'm following back the thread and everything. But again, to Janet's point, it is like, oh, okay, this still isn't a true detective game. That was something I talked about a lot from previews and looks of how I had gone years ago now, been like, I want a detective game and nothing was really hitting the stride of doing it because it, it, you know, it's hard to have a game that is you actually being a detective because mm -hmm. obviously there's going to only be a limited number of choices. Yeah, you'd have to put too much trust in the player to let them be a detective. Like, yeah. I think yeah. it's pretty much what games have mostly decided. I think the only game that I think you are truly discovering and journeying and documenting is Outer Wilds, which is a mm -hmm. game that I actually don't, like, love. Like, I struggle with that game. Like, I, it doesn't hit for me the way it hits for other people. I had to basically get walked through by chat because it was too hard. Because, again, <laughs> it was too hard. Yeah. That's the whole point why people want to do this. But that's the further I get from that game, the more I respect the artistry and immense craft that went into it and how it really is like it's probably like a masterpiece of a game that i don't fully connect with but like i can now like the the further i get the more i'm like this really like did it in a way that no one's ever done it now that being said i don't need it to do that either like i don't necessarily mind that it is kind of on rails because again the ride is so good that i'm yeah. like i'm here for the ride and i like that remedies games 
have this ceiling of understanding where if you really want to dig into the weeds and be like, oh, this is the this mythological reference is yeah. like if we think of the story and the lore, like you can really play with that and do that and have fun with it or you can just enjoy it. And I think that's the mark of good text, right? Like a good piece of text is enjoyable at its surface for the most part, not exclusively, but generally. And it invites additional analysis that can deepen your appreciation for it, understanding of it. And I think this game does that really well, where it is, it's so funny talking about it too, because it's like, I was, you know, I was playing it and then um, my partner Isaiah was like, oh, so like, what's, what's this about? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try <laughs> to tell you what it's about <laughs> because it's, it has so many layers of what's going on. And I'm like, so this is happening in this way. And I think this thing, and I think they do a good job, like guiding you through it, but in, in that guidance, it is so frictionless that I think it lacks mechanical depth in that regard. Like I am just, you can like not even read like the board and put stuff on there. You know, the, mm. the, um, what's the word, the, uh, interrogation stuff that she does. Oh, like, the which profiling, like, profiling. Yes. The profiling. Yeah, the profiling. It's like, it's so like, um, and I get suspension of disbelief, but I find it very way too overly convenient where it's like, you'll talk to someone and then it'll be like, I think they're not telling me the truth. And I'd be like, where is it? And they'd be like, I don't know. And then she's like, but where is it really? And they're like, lot A. And then she's like, it's in lot A, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, okay. Like, I don't know if that's, I'm not that moved by that personally. Again, I don't mind it that much because I like all the other stuff so much, but like playing through, like, I think when we're, you know, again, debating between that, like that four and that five, and I'm still not done. So who knows where I'll land, but I'm like, I don't know if this is like at that next level because of stuff like that personally. Paris, I saw your hand go up. What do you have to say? Yeah, it's just to, to add on that as far as the critique of, of the case board and the profiling and the manuscripts would go. I did find a few times where I was ahead of where the game wanted me to be mm. from an exploration mm. standpoint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait I, I already know I, I want to do this thing, but no, I need to go back and basically get the prompt so I get the clue. So now I can put it on the case board yes. or read the manuscript. And now this feature will unlock. So mm -hmm. that was a little bit of immersion breaking. But I think to your point, Janet, this is more. Yes, it is on rails in that that standpoint as far as the story goes. But it's having that illusion of your you know, you're deducing you're you are being a detective to unravel what this mystery is. <laughs> Excuse me. But when you get to those those story beats where it's like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. This is happening. Or, oh, wow. This, this jump scare moment happened. I, I I'm okay with giving that a pass. I, I guess that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Whereas I, it's still a video game at the end of the day, but I think the storytelling is so strong. It's okay. And I yeah, think, I think too. Well, I want to compliment you, Janet, because yeah. I think you, the best summation of it isn't on rails, but frictionless. And I think yeah. the example you just used is a great one, uh, uh, Paris, right? Where when you go to the case board and if you are like all of us and obsessively going around and collecting clues, right? You will have things that you, you when you click down to put on the board, you will have ones that say, that have a sticker on them and say, not yet. Like that's yeah. the level of i i'm i i it's so negative to say but hand holding in it of like mm -hmm. they don't it's frictionless because they don't want you to spend 15 minutes at the board yes. just applying it to everything why why can't i use this photo why can't i use this tidbit so instead they tell you which makes it feel frictionless which is good but then also when you stop and think about it it is them just shepherding you through the story 
But again, I don't mind because the story's good. The jump scare's good. I do like doing the board. I do like uh, cosplaying as the detective. And even uh, the stuff you're talking about with profiling Janet, I think I, I was with you in the... I'm like, what? This is kind of lame or whatever in terms of why she... But then as they explain how she does it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Like, the I game opens up in a way where I'm like, oh, okay, okay. But it also, like, 10 hours in and me not knowing that answer, I think is a little long in the tooth for that. But, like... But it, it doesn't, doesn't it just be, go from that being a mechanic where you're like, that's weird, but whatever, to being like, oh, okay. One of yeah, the, I mean, I guess. Yeah, Janet's like, not giving it. She's not giving me the ground on that one. <laughs> well, the, the, the thing is, it's like the fact that I'm not there yet, I feel like is a negative. Like, maybe I'll get there. Maybe when I get there, like, hindsight will be 2020. The, I'll be I, like, no, 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 that's like, such see, a this, smart choice. But. This is, again, key to what they're doing and the way they're building the game, where we've talked about it ahead of it and previews have already told you, so this isn't spoilers, I swear. You know, there's two characters. You play as Saga, you play as Alan Wake. And on top of that, at some point early on, it's like, cool. They are having their own adventures here. You can choose who you want to play as or whatever. And as soon as the, and I, I liked Alan Wake's missions I had done or whatever, right? It's all very much the dark place. It is very much nightmares and all this jazz, but I was way more into the FBI side of it. So I yep, ran through same. saga story. I think all the way I can, like I th basically mm, I'm at a point okay. where the story's like, man, figure it out. <laughs> and I was like, huh, okay. And so I was like, well, I will jump over to Alan Wake here. When I jumped over to Alan Wake, by that point, the story and Saga's line had made me actually care way more about Alan's. Mm -hmm. And then when I got there, the first Alan mission blew my mind in terms of what was happening. I'm like, okay, well, now I'm super excited to go do this. When if you would have asked me three hours ago, I'd be like, well, I really just wanted to do Saga stuff, but I'll figure the rest out. Uh, yeah. To give a bit of credit to the case board and all that stuff that yeah. we're talking about, because I think all the points are valid, right? And I really like the idea of like, well, it's a detective game. It should feel like you're going through the motions with a detective and have that freedom and all that stuff. One thing I will say about it is I really like the aesthetic of it as a detective game, right? Because one of the things that I think this game nails is along with the writing, right? And like how much it feels like a TV detective yeah. series, series type thing is like, yeah, like you go in and you have the interrogations, you have the the performances that feel like they are TV level, like, so oh man, good. like these characters are absolutely killing their roles. The presentation, you talk about the chapter ending and, and getting the title card stuff and like getting like the chapter splits, right? Like all the things that the game is doing in terms of presenting itself and making itself feel like it wants to have the aesthetic of a detective TV show, I think is working. And I think the case board stuff goes along with that where, you know, I think the job that is getting done is having putting us in Saga's mind because in a lot of just regular shows or like when we get, um, you know, these kind of detectives things where you're following a detective, it is, all right, let's listen to their thoughts in their head. Like, let's, let's listen to how they're thinking about it. Right. And that kind of just ends up being what it is. I think as a video game, having the opportunity to have the player go through the motions and not just like hear the narration for a couple of lines, but really sit with like all of the thoughts and all of the things and actually have that action that you're doing as you're putting together what the cases are. I think that helps a little bit to get a bit more of what's going on in Saga's mind and not make it feel as boring or whatever as it as it would be if you were just watching a tv show sure i appreciate that element of it agreed yeah one thing i really like about the game from a mechanical perspective because that is technically my in my opinion like the weakest aspect of the game but even in that i'm really enjoying it because i think and i don't know how much of this is the game versus like my sensibilities as a player but i love to just like walk around painstakingly yeah. and again that's yeah. gonna you know for some people that'll sound negative it just depends on your taste and you don't have to do this you don't have to play it that way but i'm like i'm but gonna just to. walk through the woods and i'm just gonna like like just stare at the ground and just look for like what you know there's a bunch of different collectibles um one of sagas is like these lunch boxes and with that you get like scraps of paper that you can then use to get upgrades through like a gun manual which is very like last of a style upgrades in a sense and i 
even though this is very much like a game about narrative and lore, like, and I'm generally a story game fan, I also like, I love getting rewarded with mechanical things and with being able to be powerful to compensate for my own lack of skill. That's just, that's my taste. <laughs> so I love that, like, I can explore in this game. And sure, I do get extra lore stuff, but I also get, like, mechanical upgrades where I can, like, you know, my gun can, like, use like less ammo or like my last shot does more damage or sure, the sure, same sure. goes for both saga and alan wake um you know through like alan wakes is like words of power and like other things but um i just really like walking around and doing that and one thing that i think is kind of cool with this because sure it's survival horror but i feel like it's it's weird it has spikes that are very scary like i messaged greg on slack and i'm like this is too scary for me now like, it got to a point it got to a point where i was like I was like, I one of the jump scares finally got me and I was like stressing and sweating. And then, you know, I looked into like this well and the well was different. Like I just, you know, I was, I was like, this is, this is too much um, in a good way. Like I, I think it has spikes where it does push. But one thing that I kind of like is it leaves you a lot of space to breathe in terms of walking around the environment. Like you're not going to be getting hit with like enemies every 10 seconds to the point where you're like, oh my God, like I'd love to re-go over that area, but I can't because like I don't have enough ammo or I don't want to deal with it. Like there will be, I feel like I don't, I don't know how they designed it necessarily if they did it based on like timers or they did it based on like certain conditions but there'll be points where there's like combat spikes like oh there's enemies outside now and then points where like I guess they're all gone and I really like that pacing because I think it allows for you to really comb over the environment without yeah. feeling like you're being almost punished for retreading old ground like you have like a good push and pull but also like enough enemies where you can kind of have something a little bit more to do if you are looking for a little bit more of an action experience. And I really like that vibe of it. I think they nailed that really nicely. And it, it, it makes me really want to like hundred percent this game. I don't know how hard it's going to be. Cause I don't know if they have like a, a thing after where you can like select, you know, I could see that maybe not being fun to complete, but you as have I'm multiple playing saves, it, I'm playing use multiple it's saves, Janet. They only give me three slots. I know, what do you want me to do I with know, that? but it's That's not that bad. Anything, Greg? Like, I have to when use you're getting to close to the, the end, just start cycling all three of them, and then they'll probably be, you can't, point of no return, whatever. This is, yeah, anyway, so, you know, will this be a fun platinum? Uh, maybe not in that sense, but, like, I'm enjoying the pursuit of things, and I get rewarded really tangibly for my exploration, and I really like that aspect of it, and that's been mechanically my favorite part of the flow yeah. of it all it's, that combined with the fact that the puzzles are like not that hard and i kind of like that like it's like oh like i it's just just like enough where i feel smart even though i know a smarter person would be like this is dumb and i'm like this yeah. is this is good for me i like this See, level. i don't i agree with everything you're saying and i think it goes back to your point of frictionless which again could sound more negative than i think most of us mean it to be because it is like it is you know, survival horror. You talked about this being the iteration of survival horror where it is in 2023. And what that means for me is not being as not being annoying as fuck because the survival mm -hmm. horror can be <laughs> annoying as fuck. Right. Mm -hmm. And Alan Wake two is not annoying as fuck. It is. Okay. I, Back there's, the <laughs> there are monsters coming at me out as I try to explore. I am going to shoot them all. Okay. I've run out of ammo. I can dodge and get away and get to a light source to get rid of them or get to a save point where they wouldn't be behind me. I'm probably going to find ammo on the way, but even if I didn't and I get to a boss fight, boss fights will have ammo placed around. They will give you yeah. what you need to do it. Same they thing with you. the puzzles, right? When I walk in and I see 
whether it be these really creepy puzzles with the dolls you got to place around. I love the dolls. I dolls love them. Oh my so God. I love good. them so much. Whether, whether it's just a cult uh, box, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I got I to gotta find the code. I'm always like, cool. It's going to be around here. It is going to be, you know, a spray painted number, some math. Some of them have me doing math or whatever. And it's like, these are just tantalizing enough where I, th I have to think for a second and then I got it and I do They're it the and I feel great. the free chips on the table at the restaurant. Like, are these chips amazing? Not necessarily, but I'm eating all of them. Yeah. And I might mm -hmm. ask for more. Like, why not? They're free. <laughs> They're free chips. I'm going to eat them. Exactly. And like, again, that works so well, I think, in this game. Well, I think one other thing to point out along the lines of what you're saying as far as difficulty goes, they are going to introduce a new game plus mode Yeah. Uh, about a month after, after launch as well as a nightmare difficulty as well. So I think that will probably most likely really and i'm playing on normal so i'm sure i could crank it up to hard right now and exactly. have a different experience too, yeah. on normal but yeah. again like i it's hitting so right right now that i don't want to because even right now it is that i get in usually the boss will kill me at least twice <laughs> as i'm like wait what do you exactly want and that's usually how yeah. it is i'm like it's not i'm not annoyed as fuck i'm just like what do you want me to do oh okay and then i figure it out how i do it or i start this is my chance to use a flare use other stuff again like to the frictionless, I have a whole bunch of stuff. I have, it, and to this being a survival horror game that's frictionless, I have my shoebox stash at the save spots that have a crossbow in them and a hunting rifle and guns that just aren't my usual jam. So I'm yeah. running with the shotgun and the pistol and I'm like figuring that out. But if I had to, I could grab them and da 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 da. And it's so old school Resident Evil of the different grid in your pocket inventory. So can you make it fit? Can you move the things around? No, you got to put it in the stock. But again, it's not annoying about it. It's like, okay, cool. I can do this. And I have a lot of health and I have a lot of this, but it still feels like I'm on the ropes, even if I'm not. Now, can I bring up one thing from a, a technical standpoint? And I, I didn't Paris, know this is a PlayStation show. I would love I, for you to do that. But before yes. you go to a PlayStation Stowe technical standpoint, I'm going to go to a PlayStation show, patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, you could watch us record the show usually live uh you can get it ad free you can get all the other podcasts ad free you can get them live as we record all the other podcasts ad free on demand as an mp3 as a video you can get nearly 400 episodes of exclusive content we've put up since we launched the spare bedroom one year ago and of course you can get cool merch but most important for right now that's where you can get ps i love you xoxo ad free and since you're not there here's a word from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep just because I can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a great place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. And it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You can make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kind of funny. All right, Paris, what tech stuff are you going to come and talk about? You talk about, you know, what, what did your PC do? What crazy thing did your PC do? The power of the SSD processor. Well, well, well again, I, I have not played it on console, so I cannot comment on that. But yes, I am playing on PC. 
and uh, Remedy did work with NVIDIA and they integrated DLSS 3.5 and path tracing into the game. So from a visual standpoint, it's just it just looks phenomenal. It's re really good. The way that they're using ray tracing, using the, the lighting and the, you know, the reflections and everything yeah. in the game really pops, you know, in that type of setting where, you know, light versus dark shadows, you know, really matter in, in a game like Alan Wake 2. So just wanted to point that out for yeah, people and that I, may and want I to pick point, it up on PC. I would point out for the PlayStation players, uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. I, yeah. To the point that like when Jen, like, you know, I boot up a lot of games in front of Jen and that don't hold her attention. And when I booted it up, she immediately looked up and looked at Saga's hair. She's like, oh my God, her hair looks fantastic. And then when there's these two NPCs, you pretty much immediately start talking to in a diner. And she's like, why are these NPC animations so good, right? And it yeah. was because like, that's the way just they, like Unreal Engine Five, right? Like we're on this new engine, and like I think this is the first we're starting to see it being implemented on this level. And so yeah, like that's the thing I've been noticing beat for beat, where the lighting looks incredible, the environments look incredible. There's like a lot of foresty areas in this game, at least from where I'm at, uh, and all that stuff was looking real good. And yeah, in that same diner, I noticed the same thing. I was like, these characters look really good, <laughs> like scarily yeah. good. Yeah, they really do. And HDR and all that jazz, like it's a, it is a gorgeous game. Yeah. Period. And uh, back, same thing. I know. I think we talked about it a while back. But the music, the way oh, they're so using good. ambient sound really for good. when you're in creepy spots, the way they're using licensed music, where they're using orchestral stuff, like the game is awesome. One one thing I want to ask you guys is like, what's up with them checkpoints? Because <laughs> dude, I died a couple of times and they sent me way back, and I'm like, what am I doing back oh. here? That was one of my things. That's one of my 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 early thing that i've gotten over that i haven't had as much but like i don't know if it's the exact same spot for me as you but there was a you know i do the thing i grab the stuff i start to come down the hill and i get into my first combat scenario in the game and i was like okay cool they got me they killed me i'm like all right well they'll respawn oh i respond back to where i was a second ago was it like where you like the shop where you get like the shotgun back or in the general and it was before yeah. i had gotten anything so i have to re-enter the code on the yep. shotgun get that mm. i died again and did it again i'm like all right came down the hill i'm like where's the same spot ran over saved <laughs> then if i died i would do this and it's like it's so weird because it's just not consistent because then i had a boss fight where i was doing the wait what am i doing wrong and i died twice and it was like okay i started it back into the boss fight and then it was they got there was a wave or a, a yeah a phase two and they caught me off guard and killed me there and i was like i'm gonna have to do the whole thing again no started me right at the beginning of phase two i'm like what the fuck <laughs> there's like make consistent choices on this yeah i guess i had um, a few pain points with that too um i i feel like i don't die as often because i'm just unloading my clips into everybody all the time <laughs> like i just i don't know and then again i'm leaning into those upgrades and i always like lean into my style so i'm like what if when i kill enemies with a shotgun i get health back so it's like i'd just be in my own world but yeah the checkpoint is a little funky for some things or like i did hit the unfortunate um my least favorite thing to happen in a game is when they're like we have this really cool moment and then i'm like oh i died and they're like okay well you can do it again and i'm like i died again and they're like okay i'm like okay this is less cool the third time because i know i was supposed to just get <laughs> i wasn't supposed to die this often during it um i also like a very small nitpick thing because it's um the saves are I mean, it is inherently auto-saving plenty of times, but, but the man, is it picking and choosing where it's auto-saving? Yeah. Yes. Like the, the manual or quick saves are only in like the little safe rooms with the thermos. And I find like, it, I wish that they maybe had more of those rooms just because there are times where like you'll end like a chapter or something. And I'm like, can I do a hard save? And they're like, if you can find a room. And yeah. I'm like, why is there not one like right here? Again, like, it's like, this is a minor gripe, but it's just, thing. it's yeah, such a sure. weird choice of like, I was right there with you of like, all right, I know the save rooms are how we do this. Understood. I finished this chapter. I start the new chapter. I have the conversations with the NPCs. And I was like, okay, 
clearly it had to have saved somewhere in this conversation yeah. or right after the chapter. Right? Closed it, went home. Nope. Had to yep. see the, I skipped the end movie for the chapter. You know what I mean? Again, like I lost a grand total of a minute listening to the conversations and skipping the thing, but it's still like, it's a 2023 game. Like yeah. you expect this to be like, all right, we're auto saving when the chapter is over. Well, like, I guess right? this is back to the, um, like survival horror as annoying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess right. that's kind of like yeah. one of the yeah, the um, downsides of having like a save system in that way. But yeah, um, for the most part, it's not too bad, mostly because you can get away with like not noticing that it yeah. isn't the best because you don't like, you know, if you don't die enough or if you whatever. Um, I think, too, like as far as, um, you know, you, you guys mentioned visuals before, um, I think with like a lot of uh, Remedies games at this point, I love just just their general environmental design. And, you know, we talked about this during the preview cycle where we did that mission through coffee world and like but going there again and going there slower and looking at things more like i just love the attention to detail with like all the little things they do and like i don't know it's a it's a i think it's really great when a survival horror can capture like atmosphere in a really compelling way one of my favorite things about um more modern resident evil is like going through you know ornate castles or like detailed stations or something like that so i think um Remy does a really good job bringing that to life um and yeah like as you guys mentioned so- the music's great the sound design in this is absolutely incredible um horror in general kind of lives and breathes on sound sound is basically the the main thing that really drives horror even when the visuals are striking like the sound is what amplifies it and there are like there's a section specifically without getting into spoilers where i'm walking through like a kind of like a train car and there's these guttural screams and they're so like masterfully done like they're so attention grabbing and horrific and cool um this is definitely up there for like my favorite sound design from the year for sure yeah, it's unsettling. And it's it's it can be unsettling. It can be very beautiful. I think they've done such a good job of capturing what it is to walk in the rainy woods. Mm-hmm. To, to, then they play with light for like sunsets or sunrises and all these different things. And then the other environments you get into, like, yeah, it's just and a gorgeous it, game. I think they also just capture how well like, they capture what it feels like to be prey. Because <laughs> sure. in the forest, right, like there are some, some instances where like I encounter a wolf and it's dark and like there are limited lighting sources and I see the wolf one second and the wolf moves and I'm like, oh, where'd he go? And it is me just like listening and looking around being like, where the fuck yep, is that guy? Yeah, like listening and being like, all right, he's over there. And like, you know, the game also has this like dodge system where I'm so far, I'm feeling kind of iffy on it. Like it's L1 to dodge uh, when like somebody's swinging at you. And yeah. I think it might, on one hand, I think it might be a get good thing, but like from the get go, I'm like, oh man, I don't know how like if I like how this feels. But I think it gets the job done in terms of yeah, like I'm waiting patiently, trying to listen and trying to see where this guy is. The wolf comes at me, and I'm immediately press L1 to try and duck whatever tr- thing is trying to do. And th- those moments feel tense in a way that I think it's trying to go for, and I think that stuff works. Yeah, the, the L- secret is just spam the dodge, like just spam it. You like, gotta come. That's, that's I, honestly, yeah. I was me and Jan the same person as you. I was about to jump in and say that you're playing it too much like you and Andy's games. Where you have yeah, to be yeah, precise. That's the thing. See, yeah, y'all skill it gets in the way. You know, yeah. y'all be dying. You know, just There's it's a moment. time to come down to the earth with me and <laughs> just Greg start Miller. tapping. I was, I was out of bullets, yeah. right? I was out of just, bullets at everything. I had three <laughs> wolves. You bet your ass. I was just like. <gasps> army crawl into the safe spot get okay, the hell out of here spam, just spam the hell out of it like you don't need to do anything else i mean there is um i did peek at the trophy list um a bit and there oh, is I'm one all for like up in that trophy the list. perfect um like dodging at the last second which admittedly like i did attempt to do at a, a certain point and i'm like and that's that one thing where i kind of agree with you bless like the dodge is not you know it is a casual dodge it's not like a combat-y like 
it's not a well to, you know you're not going to get that perfect dodge all the time because it's not it's a little bit looser than that but i did finally like pop it by accident and had yeah. no idea like the timing mm. of it but so yeah it's definitely not like a heavy combat actiony dodge it is a like a spam option for just like quickly ducking out of the way yeah i'm i'm I, so far, I'm enjoying the trophy list. Uh, I I am popping a lot of them, which always makes me feel good. Mm. Uh, there are some in there, to your point, Janet, of like, you know, these collectibles and stuff. Like, I'm I'm so scared. I'm going to be interesting <laughs> at the end. By the time we get there, is it going to be like, is there some power we unlock? Yes, give that, me, exactly. I'm like, please give me a magic cape. Because if, it, to do with if the it's war, going I to eventually be like, yeah, well, you know, you had to pick up all of them. And since you didn't, like, the, I got to go cross-reference and do, can you just put them on the maps? I have a map Not for to a mention, reason. too, like, there is an aspect, which, again, this is classic, like, survival horror stuff of like a lot of locked gates a lot of like oh i need this to come back you know kind of a metroidvania-esque design like there are points i'm trying to comb over really carefully but there are points where i'm like have i not done a good enough job or am i not able to get what i need now yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that's not always like super clear so, it's probably like, that you haven't gotten it. I, and it and like you can you know as early as we are right now the game isn't open world by any stretch of the imagination, but it is like until I'm sure there's like moments, but like zone. You, you walk to the car and it's like, do you want to go to this place? That place is, you know what I mean? Like other places you can go, you can go back to. And so like, you know, last night I got the bolt cutters and I was like, I know I've been waiting for those bolt cutters go. for so long. The amount of time like, I've come geez. to these bike chain lock doors. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. get you. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. And, and I got through the first one I got in there and it was like, all right, do you have the key for this chest? Like motherfucker. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I don't even know where this thing is. Kind of, kind of zooming back to like an old topic, but like Please. with the trophy list too, I think um, one thing that's kind of fun about the trophy list they have is it sort of um, points you towards like different ways that you can like play. Again, it's not a very like combat intensive or combat difficult game, but even things like there's one for break free of an enemy grapple by using your flare. And it's like, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And I, yeah. I still haven't done that yet because I just haven't done it. But like things like that or exploding like the you get a can't like a, a fire extinguisher at one point, you can like shoot it and ex create an explosion. So it kind of just like I think looking at that i like that that kind of pushes you towards like doing other mechanical things that you might not otherwise try 100 get outside your comfort zone with what you're doing with it for sure that makes a lot of sense um yeah i, I had something off of the trophies i wanted to go for but i lost it there how many yep. are there a lot of trophies you said you're unlocking a lot of them yeah i think there's 66 jesus yeah. i'm 55 through a lot of bronze yeah though. i'm right around there too or whatever. Hell yeah that's Even though right. I, I have separated the same lunchbox man i can't wait <laughs> they're off yeah god the lunchboxes i'm gonna, I'm gonna be like it's right. like under a twig or some Bullshit. One of the things I want to call out because I think it's so fucking cool that we I, I again have been blackout to a degree outside of what I've seen. We talk a lot about Saga's Mind Palace, right? Obvious or Mind Place. You're playing as Alan as well, and he has his writer's room. And so one of the things with Saga having the case board, right? She's laying all of it out and seeing what's going on. Alan has the plot board, which I have only done his like the first main Alan mission or whatever. Like I said, and now I've jumped back over to them. I was really impressed with that. That's the one where in the latest trailer, you see like him walking in the subway and then the subway change or whatever. Like the idea here is that as you go through and get these key areas you're in, you put them on the board for the plot board as, oh, these would be a good place for the plot of my book or whatever. Then as you unlock the different uh, people, questions, whatever, you can come in and apply those, I'm getting them wrong, but topics or plots or themes, whatever, I forget what they are. And then that will change the environment you're in. And that, yeah. so it is like, that'll open up a new area or like there was one where, uh, you know, I already mentioned the subway. There was a subway car that was locked up tight, but I found out a thing from one of my books that a guy had mentioned or whatever of, 
you know, that a whole bunch of people were burned alive in this subway car. So I used that. And That's that where the screams are from, yeah. Opened up the doors, right? Yeah, exactly. It was haunting, right? Opened up the doors and like there was all these like, you know, burned out things. I was like, holy shit, like that's a really cool way to alter the environments. And again, even though this isn't like, you know, the power of the PlayStation, the power of the Series X, it really is showing the power of the next gen consoles, right? And the fact that you are just switching the environments, right? At one point, like you're using light as Alan Wake and you were switching the mm. dimension or, or not the dimension as right, but the world, you know, the world. You're Which in, right? what's funny is because like, Isaiah walked by when I was, I was like explaining the mechanics of the game. I'm like, oh yeah, like you have like this light thing. He's like, oh, so he's Dumbledore. <laughs> it does look I like guess. that. It does look like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's just Dumbledore. I was like, I mean, I guess. So if that if that helps create more tangible meaning for you listening, he is Dumbledore. And but. I appreciate again, like you know, the environments are so different as Alan's in a nightmare, and so it's way yeah, more dreamlike, right? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, 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 Saga is in the real world or whatever. I appreciated like they're doing similar things but different, right? Whereas like you know, she's looking like you said for lunchboxes. Alan's looking for words of power, which then makes him more stronger. Uh, back, to, this is something totally superfluous but i wanted to toss out for the frictionless thing one of the things i think is like the, a great example of how hey we want to make this fun to play and easy to play and easy to understand when you're in saga's mind place and you see the weapons upgrade table you can just when you glance at it it shows yes, you I how many that. like uh, the currency you have rather than having mm -hmm. to keep coming over like do i have enough for the upgrade fuck no i don't yeah, like yeah, oh, i remember yeah, i need good. 18 and i can see at a glance <laughs> i have five okay great i need to come back also too you can just zoop to like you can look at and hit yeah. x to like zoop to those things you don't have to like mm -hmm. physically i mean you can physically walk if you want to like for the immersion yeah and even like, from when you come in off the map then you can just shoulder button around to get to them and not have to do any of the looking or the zooting yeah and they like again this is getting into the weeds of like complementing very specific ui design but i mean but, again like, frictionless and i think that's why yes. it's important to the point point. and they like mark all the stuff like well also too like um there's a lot of just like really cool details in this game like one thing that i really appreciate narratively is that everything I can feel like the how thought out every single thing is um even like back to the upgrade system like the fact that when you get like at least as saga I don't think I don't remember if this happens as Alan I think it does as well but like when you get an upgrade like I got the reloading shotguns like twice as fast or something and like you get that upgrade and then like in the story like you hear Alan write that into the story or presume you know like that's the, that's how it's presented again there's lots of what's happening what's real what's whatever who's who um but he'll write in like saga suddenly like reloaded her weapon faster than she ever had before yeah, and like yeah, yeah. i think that's really cool like i really get a kick out of that like i just feel like they looked at every aspect of what they were doing and thought about how can we use this to somewhat be in service to the larger narrative and lore of what we're trying to construct and that's i think one of the most impressive things you know what i mean like obviously we don't want to spoil things for you so we're not going through the story i think the story is so great I think it's such a compliment that I can't come back and sit down next to you and be like, where did you leave off? Okay. And I'm able to pick up and go through and pepper in all these little details and stuff. But it is like, you know, in service of what you're doing and making it frictionless and making it fun, like picking up all these manuscript pages, popping in. And if you want, you can read them. If you want, you can just listen to Alan Wake narrate them, right? Like I, it, it, it's so immersive on that level. It is the jumping in. It is the merging of the Remedy universe. You know what I mean? Of like, obviously, if you didn't know, this wouldn't be a spoiler because you should know, but if you, you're coming in blind, right? This is happening in the same world as Control, which mm -hmm. we knew from Control's DLC with AWE. We knew from a whole bunch of little things. And it's like the way they're intertwining those stories, the way like, you know, the Federal Bureau of Control and yeah. like what the FBI thinks of that. And yet I'm like, that is awesome. Like I am mm -hmm. like, I am playing it and being like, well, I'm going to finish this and start Control again. Hell like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like I haven't played Control in a minute and I got to get back to that. And so it's interesting, Janet, you know, you talked about it at the top of the show 
uh, this versus control, at least in terms of like review scores and how it's hitting mm-hmm. and how it's feeling or whatever. I'm, I was so into control that I'm surprised I'm into this. I feel more. And I think mm. it's because I, uh, for control, and I, I think it's, you know, a little bit hard to compare because of course, control action adventure, I guess, whatever you want to call it versus survival horror for something about, I feel like this is so definitively survival horror and what they're doing that they've built everything around that. Whereas control, I was thinking back to boss fights and some of the things I left off on doing controlling. I'm like, oh yeah, it was like that rock guy. You know what I mean? Like I felt like so many, <laughs> so many of the things in control, I fought and shot so many of those people in the head or whatever as they came at me when, when they were infected by shadows or whatever. Like I, that made it feel less impactful, not even from like an emotional standpoint, but just from a, sure. me remembering it, right? Like I remember Jesse, I remember the story. I remember, you know, the oldest house and all that jazz, but like, I feel like I'm way more invested in a, a straighter narrative right now in Alan yeah. Wake 2. Yeah, I mean, Alan Wake is definitely, I think, more inherently digestible. Like not to say sure. that's not still very complicated. It but, is complicated. Um, but then you, you know, have the board, you go look at the board. <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 yeah, it, it, it depends. I mean. I don't know. I just love control, but it's more of a comment how much I love control. I love control too. Don't, 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 don't put words in my mouth here. Yeah. You hate control? No, we're not uh, doing I, this Miles Morales. I love thing. control. We're not doing this Miles Morales. <laughs> I mean, it thing. sounds like you hate it. Paris, your hand but, went uh, up. Paris, do you have a, a, a yeah. control comment? So, so you you guys are actually leading me into something that I wanted to bring up, and I'm not not trying to be a negative Nancy because I think we can all agree as a consensus. That control this is broken fu- when I launched. No, no, it's, well, it's <laughs> it was a great game. <laughs> like it was well, when I launched, maybe. Yeah. But but the, back to the point about Alan Wake Two. I think we can all agree this this is a great game. Highly recommend it. Please go out, play it. You're going to enjoy your time yeah. with it from everything that I've experienced so far. But it brings me something that I was curious to to bring to your attention to see what, what you all think. As much as I like this game, I think about this year of 2023, all these games that are have come out that have been phenomenal. Um, I look at the current release window of when it's coming out. Yes, it makes sense. It's around the Halloween time, but we just got Super Mario Brothers Wonder. We just got Spider-Man 2. Call of Duty is coming on the back end, right? Was this the right time to bring out Alan Wake 2? I, I have this concern that as much as I love this game, I just wonder it being a single player only experience, being a digital only experience, is this going to have the reach that it should. It are enough people going to go experience this because I'm anticipating their overall reviews being really good, but I just wonder if this is the wrong time coming out for this game. Just curious what you think. I think there's never going to be a right time. I mean, every publisher team, PR team hopes that like they'll hit this great window of time where it's like, oh, maybe it's it's quiet enough, but not so quiet that people are asleep at the wheel, but also all these things like you kind of just got to, you know, put your game out there and and see what it does. It's it reminds me actually of when we did the preview event. Um, It was during when they had the Spider-Man 2 preview and I think like a Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah. And at least in my session, they you know, they everyone does previews differently. Basically, they give you like a little PowerPoint before like, hey, here's what you're playing. Like, uh, you know, whatever. Here's where the bathroom is in real life or something. Right. (laughs) And they mentioned like, we know you guys are doing a lot of like we're previewing a lot of games and we hope that this one is like the best one, you know, like and they kind of said that like kind of somewhat subconsciously, but like yeah, you know, put your thing out there, rock with what you got and like own it and and market it as best you can. Like, I don't think there's obviously it is a, a stacked year, but I don't think there's necessarily like a better solution. I don't think waiting to next year would necessarily like change the trajectory of things. Um, obviously, things like again PlayStation show, but it was on the uh, Xbox sh- like third party showcase. 
hopefully things like that got it in front of more eyes right. where people can be like oh like well something can appeal to them maybe it's not the weird lore but maybe it's like the scary monsters or just something to really get it out there but definitely while playing it i had the thought of like please let remedy exist forever and please give them all the money they need to do yeah. their weird wacky <laughs> ideas um but at the end of the day like this is never going to be it never was going to be a call of duty it never was going to be a spider-man like motherfuckers know spider-man motherfuckers don't know alan wake like that's just that's just reality like my dad knows spider-man and he does not know alan wake right but like that doesn't mean that it can't still be successful in its own right so um yeah definitely hoping that um this gets some good attention and i think it will you know get awards i think it'll be in a lot of top 10 lists and hopefully those things can help propel it in the market but i think we all know that accolades and mut selling copies are two very different things so, exactly yeah, yeah I that's kind of my point on it i think for award season it kind of has to come out now right because i think if you end up putting it out in mid-november i think you're you're missing the window for game awards at least for like you know people being able to get their votes in and usually when nominations cut off or whatever like i think last year was around november 18th uh, something like that and so i think if you're coming out around then you might miss that window and then it turns into oh well will it get nominated in 2024 will people forget it by then right like i think you start to miss out on that not that game awards and end of year awards are the end all be all for um for publishers right but i think for a game like this that is something that you might be able to go to because like from the conversation here right for me only playing the first few hours and also doing the preview like for me this game is a game of the year contender contender right like i could see this game possibly being nominated at the game awards i can see this game yep. showing up at ign's top 10 and even kind of funny's top 10 and all that stuff right and i think when you have a shot like that uh you might as well you might as well put yourself up for it right you might as well not miss that window i think there's that i think there's also the fact that when this game got its date and when spider-man got its date earlier in the year around like the summer game fest season i did have that like question to myself of oh man, do you really want to go up against Spider-Man? Like, is that really a thing you want to do? That sounds like a really bad idea. And starting it up and like playing through a few hours of it, I'm like, man, this game might've had the stuff to like go up against Spider-Man, not in like a sales way. Cause of course, like Spider like Janet said, right? Like everybody and their mother knows who Spider-Man is and Spider-Man is going to sell more, but just in the way of, oh, like, you know, you're for a specific audience. Like this is a different vertical from what like Spider-Man is going for with its vertical. And also it is fucking quality. Like I think what it, this game has oh, yeah. is something that like, if you're putting up, putting it up against other games of the year, if you're putting it next to a Spider-Man in terms of, Hey, are these games good? Right? Like I think Alan Wake blow for blow, like, you know, stands up in that fight. And so, you know, I, th I, I, I think with that, like, I don't, I don't think it's too bad of a time to release now. The Halloween spooky season is the thing that made me boot it up immediately where I was like, okay, well, spooky time. I'm watching House of Usher. Let's check this thing out. <laughs> and it's hitting because of that. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think this time storm. is fine. A perfect I, storm. I think too. My, like, well, can I jump in? Just, yeah, go ahead. My expectations are this. I think this will be Remedy's most successful, like, game. I think it'll be better. Mm. Uh, it'll do better than Control. My thoughts on everything you're saying is correct, right? But I think it is the usual power of a sequel, even if it is a cult classic with Alan Wake. You've heard about Alan Wake. If you listen to podcasts, you've heard someone talk about Alan Wake and you've been excited for it. If, you ha if you're that deep, you know Control was great and maybe that wasn't even your shtick, but Spooky Season is here and that is. I think it's such a palate cleanser off of Mario. And I also think like the thing I see on my TikTok page about Spider-Man usually now is people lamenting that they're already done with Spider-Man. Like, I think this actually true. comes out at a great time of like, here is another big triple A. I mean, I say big, I mean, I mean, like, here's a triple A game that clearly has had a lot of love put into it. And I think the reviews we're going to see around ours tomorrow when this post are going to drive that home of like, yo, this is something special. And I think they're going to ride that. I and and I hope so. 
I, I hope, sorry, sorry, Jamie, to cut you off. I no, hope no, exactly no. everything that you're saying, Greg, because I, I think what spurred on me ha having that, that question or concern is, is Titanfall 2. That has just yeah. been in the back of my head the entire time because it's a similar window, similar type of big games coming out right before it and right after it. And I, I just hope that it gets, you know, all the love that, that it deserves because I do think this is a special game. I think too, like the the last thing I want to add to that topic is hopefully it almost veers in the opposite direction, right? To kind of speak to some of the things that you know you guys brought up um, of people being done with Spider-Man Two. I also think Spider-Man Two definitely, at least colloquially from what I've seen online, definitely a system seller. And I think common sense, like of course they're going to be people are going to be buying a PS Five to be like, oh, this is finally going to be what pushed me over the edge. Like this is the thing I did it. And when they get there, they're going to want more games to play. So maybe, you know, looking across the aisle, like, what's the selling way? You know, like, hopefully, I think that momentum of, you know, a hot time for games can still be better than a dead time for games in in terms of general, yeah. like, vibes and excitement right. around See, that's it. That's why I wish this had a physical version. Because then I, like, I, yeah. of course, like, the world's changed. Like, I don't know how many, how much companies and publishers are relying on people at Best Buy looking, literally looking across the aisle versus, like, looking across the PlayStation Store aisle. But I think having a physical version that is parents coming home being like, hey, I bought you a PlayStation for Christmas or an Xbox for Christmas. Here's, let's say Spider-Man, right? PlayStation, here's Spider-Man. And also here's this game, Alan Wake 2. That's the other hot game of the fall. I think those yeah. would work so well in tandem, but I guess it could be just the card <laughs> that you buy at GameStop. And here's Alan oh, Wake 2 I, card I, download. Buying those cards is always so depressing <laughs> to me. Maybe I'm yeah. just an old head. But um, I think too, like to y'all's point with the sequelness of it and Alan Wake being a debatably love to get right it's like it's like some people really like it some people like didn't I, I played a bit of the first one and i bounced off of it really fast um i think hands down a lot of people will be like either they liked alan wake one and be like love alan wake two or they'll be like you know what i didn't like alan wake one and i still really liked alan wake two and you should still play it even if you didn't and i think that people will be pushing that narrative because i mean frankly it's true to me at least um and people will listen to that and be like okay well everyone's telling me that even if i didn't play it i should check it out or even if i didn't like it, i should check it out and that's kind of a little bit of a rarity for a sequel there are not a lot of sequels where i'm like i don't like the first game at all and i love the second game like that's kind of that does not happen that often yeah all right well that's the end. Alan Wake 2 <laughs> review. I, I can't wait to play more of it. It's like, you know, we're getting ready to go to the kind of funny yeah. meet and greet tonight, which I'm super stoked for. It's our first meet and greet since 2019. Blah, blah. I was also like, damn, I kind of want to just go home and play. <laughs> I want to keep, I, I want to know, like Janet, you said at the top, which is funny, of course, because it's such a, you know, pun on the game and the premise, but it is a page turner. Like, I want to know what is the next mm -hmm. thing. I also think it's crazy. No spoilers. Like the amount of snake eating its tail narrative they're doing right in terms of how meta everything is and like mm -hmm. it's the game's incredible i i can't wait to see where it's going beat it i'm excited for new game plus like you're talking about paris there are expansions coming there's all this stuff and i'm excited to go back to control like it's mm -hmm. it's a really great time right now for games period but for remedy especially um i can't wait so yeah right now like i said if i had to put a score on it tentatively i would say i'm on track for a five out of five i don't know what they would screw up from here on out that i'd be like oh that was a waste of my time but Jesse Faden comes through, stabs Alan in the chest. That sounds stabs awesome. Saga in the that. chest. I'm Dude, the protagonist. Now. Again, like <laughs> them being in the same universe, going and it's been like little things of like, oh, that's a nice Easter egg to like, oh, okay, like mm. okay, I got where we're at, what we're doing. This is rad. Like that's where I'm at with it. Uh, Janet, you're saying tentatively a four out of five for you right now. Yeah, so far, but okay. I'm I'm open to it going higher. I just don't know if it will, but I do think sure. this will probably be in my top ten simply because I think there's such a novelty. And like a nothing quite like it to it yep. that I feel like that 
alone is going to put it up there for me at the end of the year, but we'll see. Right now, yeah, it would, I mean, it is fighting Spider-Man for game of the year for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like, I had so mm. much fun with Spider-Man, and I said that at the end of our review last time, so then to, yeah, to come on how, yeah, but again, yeah. I don't like the comment. Play Zelda, finish Zelda. Yeah, but again, like, I, you know, this is a different conversation for a different show, but it yeah. is the yeah. idea of, like, Armored Core 6. Like, <laughs> I'm not fucking Armored Core 6. Play Armored Core 6 is incredible. It's great. Uh, we'll see what's up. And then uh, I went through, oh, uh, Paris, what's your score for right now? Yeah, I'm leaning five out of five. Okay. And then bless your TBD. TBD, yeah. But you're liking what you see. One out of five. Yeah, I'm like around. One out of five. One out of five. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of PS I Love You XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Usually we come to you each and every Friday morning, and you can watch us record the show live on patreon.com slash kinda funny on Thursdays. However, sometimes there's too many reviews and too many spoiler casts. Of course, usually we would have got done Alan Wake 2 as a games cast, but we have a games cast this week. Brian Intahar from Insomniac Games joins us for our Spider-Man 2 spoiler cast that posts Friday morning. 7 a.m. I think maybe it's 8 a.m. But it's Friday morning. Just wake up and refresh youtube.com slash kind of funny games over and over again. Thank you. And your your kind of funny games cast podcast feeds. Uh, Of course, keep the lights and mics on by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny and supporting us there. If you got no bucks, subscribe, like, share youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Paris, thank you for crossing party lines and coming here from the kind of funny (laughs) X cast to do PS. I love you with us. So brave so brave you know what i mean a pleasure a hero a hero (laughs) ladies and gentlemen we'll be back next week but until then it's been our pleasure to serve you serve 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 you serve serve to serve